Did you know the average custom wedding gown at Renee's Bridal is between $2,500 and $3,500? We'll chat on today's episode with Renee Cunningham about all things wedding dresses. Her work has been featured on 19 Kids and Counting, Counting On, and Bringing Up Bates. You're listening to The Wedding Whisperer with Sarah Burton of Simply Love Studio in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm here today with Renee from Renee's Bridal in Mount Sterling at her beautiful bridal boutique. It's absolutely stunning in here. She's got gowns out on display, her beautiful purple couches, and she's in her signature purple color. And we've got some hot chocolate, and we are ready to talk all things wedding gowns. Renee, thank you so much for letting me come today and and chat with you and share all of your knowledge with our brides. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming and having me. I got to say when you called me, I was so excited. And then I'm like, why are you excited, Renee? What are you going to say? <laughs> Anytime you talk about wedding gowns, your face just lights up. So it, it I does. get it. Yeah. It, it, is, it is a love affair with me for sure. So tell me a little bit about your journey to Kentucky mm-hmm. and how long you've had your store here. I have been in business for 25 years in the bridal industry and loved every minute of it. However, just this week, it's so funny that you asked this, I have celebrated my sixth year here in Kentucky. Wow, that's awesome. How fast did that go? It's very fast, yes. Yes. And can I say that your studio, Simply Love Studio, and Bridal Bliss has always been very welcoming to me. Well, good. And I truly feel like it's been a part of my success here in Kentucky. I really do. I tell people that all the time. So I, I appreciate that. But I have been here for six years. I came from Florida. I had already been in Bridal. But I had met my husband on the beach, and he was from Mount Sterling, Kentucky. I was from Florida, and we dated long distance, and then we just decided to take the plunge, and we didn't know if we would be accepted. We didn't know if what I do, because what I do in bridal is so specialized, customization, and not just customization, but custom designs, would people accept it? Would people love it? So we were scared. Uh, We're so thankful today, six years later, that we made the move and people were very kind and gracious to us. That's awesome. Had you ever heard of Mount Sterling before meeting him? Oh my goodness, no. Okay. (laughs) Didn't even know about the famous court days, okay? Wow. Even I know about that. No, he he said, hey, we have this big festival. It's called Court Days, my husband Les. And I was like, "Uh, what? You know, what's that? And then you have to experience it to know it. Mount Sterling is a wonderful place to have my business. They are small town America with big harps, and very thankful to be in this town. How did you get started in the bridal industry? I just needed uh, a way to make money. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever set out to have a bridal store. And even though I did have a bridal store, I can guarantee you I never set out to do custom wedding gowns to the level that I am doing. I love to say it's a God thing and it's um, walking through a door that I just didn't know what was on the other end, but um, I had started selling wedding gowns 
And I remember the first six gowns that I sold or had, I had purchased because I didn't always do custom. Everybody thinks that I had been custom from the very beginning, but that is not the case. I wanted to sell wedding gowns. I had sold jewelry and um, I said, I can do this wedding gown thing. So I said, I'm going to buy six gowns and then I'm going to sell them and buy 12 gowns. I have very humble, humble beginnings. And I still remember them in my brain, how they looked. And the very first time I sold my first wedding gown, I didn't even have a dressing room for her to change in. I was just in a a hole in the wall in the mall in the food court. Again, humble beginnings that taught me how to sell and how to love people. I ended up somehow, I don't know how, but I sold those six wedding gowns and then I sold six more. I bought 12 gowns and sold those 12 gowns, bought 24 gowns before you knew it. I had a whole studio full of 300 gowns. I was what you would call your traditional bridal boutique at that time. It wasn't, but a few years later, I started the custom. I knew there was something special about offering something no one else offered. Couldn't find it anywhere else. And it was special just for them. I mean, just for them. Everything else in the wedding business is customized from the cake testing to the flowers to even to the tuxedos. Why can't a bride come in and say, I like this top, I like this bottom, but I like this lace over here and customize, truly customize her wedding gown. It's a passion. Awesome. And so everything that you do here in Mount Sterling is a completely custom dress. It is. Now that doesn't mean that I don't have my own line for the brides to try on. I think the question I get asked the most is, When I come and visit you, will I be able to try on gowns? Absolutely. I'm stocked with wedding gowns of all sizes, all styles, but I can also take a picture that you show me and create your vision also. So yeah. Okay. So diving into the wedding planning process, when should a bride start looking for her wedding dress? That is the number one question that everyone asks. And I think it's different sometimes. Everybody will say to me, well, that you didn't say that last time, but I think it depends on the circumstances and where you're at in life. I tell everybody, when you are ready mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, that's when you go. If you go before that timing, I don't care when your wedding is, you're going to leave disappointed. Looking for a wedding gown is a lifetime moment. And when you find it, it's a lifetime moment. So Sarah, imagine, I found my dress. This is the one. This is the one. And you have to walk out of my store because you're not financially ready to commit. What a downer. That would be devastating. What a downer. And you are going to fall in love. Love is unexpected. And so you're going to come and, oh, I wasn't planning on finding my wedding gown. And let me tell you, I'm freaking good at what I do. You walk in my door, you're going to fall in love. (laughs) And so everyone asks that question. And then the other thing is, is lots of times people say, oh, but Miss Renee, I'm wanting to lose weight. I got to get in shape for my wedding. We 
all want to look our best on our wedding day. This is so true. However, if you're all of the above ready, you can't wait 30 days before your wedding. Mm-hmm. You know? So I would say that don't wait on that one sometimes because you can wait too long and rob yourself of a choice. So if you're mentally and if you're physically and emotionally and financially ready, make that move and go shopping. But the other thing is, is all the major wedding planners, all the major wedding books will tell you a year out. But you may not have due to timing today. I'm seeing more and more brides that start and plan their wedding in six, less than six months. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm seeing now, too. It's not uncommon. Today, I saw a bride for an August wedding. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we need to get going. (laughs) So what is the least amount of time that you could turn a dress around? What has been the least amount of time or what is the least amount of time? Both, maybe? Okay, both. Uh, The least amount of time that I have turned a dress around is, I think, a two and a half week from start to finish. That's my sweet Katie Bates. Okay. Yes. And that was about a year and a half ago. She had found a dress, fell in love with it in Florida, got it, just wasn't what she thought it was when she does. We tried to make it what it should be. It just wasn't coming together. It didn't have extra lace. You have to have those things or it looks put together. And then two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks before her wedding, she had a final fitting and just wasn't in love with the dress. And so I said, well, let's start over. Let's start from scratch. And that's what we did. And we made it and it was beautiful and it was successful. I love to have three months. Okay. But can I do it in less? Yes. Okay. But I love to have three months. I love to have six months. Oh, but yeah. So I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that if a bride in Lexington, Central Kentucky, wants a custom dress, Mm -hmm. they they hear the word custom Mm -hmm. and they're like, that's going to be probably eight to ten thousand. That's just way out of my budget. Right. Talk to me a little bit about the price for your dresses. I am so glad you brought that up. I am always and have been such a stickler for price. Dress equals price. If you show me a dress that is got a sticker price on it of $15,000 and it's obviously like you're looking at the Rose Royce of dresses, that's the price that it's going to be. But if you're showing me a, a dress and your elements of a dress is a dress that is going to be comparable in another boutique at $2,500, that's what the price of the dress is going to be. The dress equals the price. The vision is equals the price of the dress. But no, most of my dresses leave here at the 2000 range, 2500 3500 And I know I'm giving a bunch of them, but there's... That's a great range to know. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that for what I have given brides for the price that they are getting is amazing. They're actually shocked with, with sometimes the prices that what they are now. You have a regal train, and trains are huge right now. A lot of brides come to me because I happen to love a long train. You do. Uh, yes, you the, do. The longer, the better. You know, it's like the one sitting up over there. It's just like I was looking at today and thought, you know what? 
if I had put two more feet on that dress, it would be perfect. And it's already at 12 feet. So, you know, it doesn't need any more. But I'm a lover of a long train. So you, you added long train. You've just added three dresses to the price of your gown. So uh, dress equals and represents your price. So, yeah. And so within that price, is that basically like the bride would not need alterations on top of that? It's fitted for her perfectly? It is. We do charge separately for alterations, but our alterations are different than the other bridal store's alterations. And let me explain. I keep my pattern on the same patterns as the national bridal industry, which will fit. It's either a petite or it's for a regular height up to six foot. And so depending on your heels, which most girls, when we're deciding on the elements of the gown that they want, don't have their shoes. So I have to gauge that. So they are responsible for their hem and their bustle. Everything else in the tailoring, we take care of. If a bride has bought a dress at another store, will you do the alterations here for her? I have and I do. Okay. Yeah, I have and I do. Depending upon how full I am and when her wedding date is. And uh, no, we do. Okay. Is there amounts that you would encourage a bride to put in her budget at the beginning stages of the planning for alterations to save for alterations? Yeah. And of course... That's two different amounts because if you buy it from me, my alterations are scaled for that. With that, it's not nearly as what it would be if you didn't buy it from me right. or if you didn't purchase the custom gown from me. But I'm thinking alterations can be the extra cost of a gown. Of course, this isn't from my store, but if you were bringing it to me from another store, anywhere between three twenty-five, and it's a it's a broad range to five hundred. Okay. It depends on what you need and okay. what kind of how many layers are under the gown. And is it a three layer gown or is it a 10 layer gown? I have some gowns that have 12 layers to them. And there are gowns out there that have that. So it just depends upon the work that needs to be done. And I think that's one of the things that when I'm working with brides on their budget, that they are most shocked by is the amount of alterations. And just like you said, it every dress depends on how many layers it is. And is it beading? Is it pearls? Just all of the things. And it's really hard to give an exact number for that until you see it. So absolutely. And you know, I want to let's go back to that because I think that is so, so important is when you are talking about alterations for a gown. I think that sometimes the bride, when they'll give a budget for their gown and it, and it is so going back, back, back for a couple of questions. Don't go shopping for a gown out knowing your budget. Oh my goodness. Oh, so, so important to have that talk with mm-hmm. your partner, your mom, whoever is helping you budget. You know this. Yeah. To fall in love with the gown. So important. One last thing on pricing. Mm-hmm. How has the pandemic changed pricing in dresses? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm not good at percentages, but I can tell you this. Okay. If a gown was two thousand before, it's anywhere between twenty-three and twenty-five. Okay. So that's about twenty to twenty-five percent then. Yeah. Okay. Do you find that across board with yes. your other people? Um your other vendors I Absolutely. And that's we've definitely seen a big shift in weddings as a whole in Lexington and 
how much is being spent and what they can get for that amount of money. Yes. The 2019 weddings, what they got for 25000 versus what brides in 2023 are getting yes. are two very different weddings. Yes. I, I appreciate you sharing that with me. I had a bride who I serviced her sister in 2019, and I'm servicing her now, the sister mm-hmm. now. So they were sisters. They were my brides. They came back. And they're like, wow, the price changed. And I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Is it, you know, you feel bad, but that is just what it is. And for us to protect what we love and what we love to do, we must charge it. Yeah, absolutely. You just must. So tell me, describe to me Renee's bridal bride. Who is she? Mm, okay. Oh, I, it's so easy for okay. me to describe her. And it's almost the, the thumbprint of who I am. I am a girly girl and I love bridal and I love dresses. And it's the girl who's probably dreamt of her wedding her whole life and started planning. Or it's the girl who the dress is very important to. Sometimes I get a phone call and it'll be like, hey, I'm just looking to come and look around. And um, we go through our conversation and I'll say, well, Tell me about what you're looking for in a dress. Ah, uh, it's really not that important to me. And I'll stop her and say, okay, love that you know that this isn't where you your heart is. And if this is not where your heart is, then you're probably not my bride. I get deflated. I get energized. I get creative by the bride in front of me who is getting chill bumps and excited and can't hardly contain herself because oh it's my dress or it's not my dress but next okay let's go let's go let's go it's a journey and so I just love the bride who loves being a bride and it has nothing to do with the dollar amount behind her budget it's more about the attitude towards the process and loving that she's a bride okay so whenever a bride schedules an appointment Who do you recommend that she brings in here on her appointment day? Leave the tribe at home. I know I am going to probably get some, maybe some disagreements over that. But especially in my situation, I will, I will vent my customers so well. We almost are best friends before you walk in my door. And I know what your budget is. I know what you're looking for. You bring cousin, cousin, whoever. You bring great grandma. You bring his side of the family. You bring your entourage. And I promise you, they're going to have an idea. And that idea is going to take it over. It's constant. I love it when they bring the people that matter the most. That's usually mom. Mm, sister, maybe grandma, no more than four. And I really, really love it when it's mother and daughter. Okay. I love it when it's It's the sweetest time. And then I always tell my bride, and I don't tell them they can't bring more mm-hmm. people, but I always tell my bride, there will be a day, what we call dress reveal day, when I'm done putting all the wonderful pieces together. And you can bring, you can bring, I don't care who you bring then. And we have a celebration and cause that's what it is. And 
we take her to the back, dress her up, get her in her dress, and she cuts the corner and she gets to see their face and the oohs and the ahs. And to me, that's more rewarding to a bride than seeing the process unfold. I'm like, don't rob yourself of the <gasps> because they're going to love whatever you pick anyway at, at the end of the day. And it kind of relieves a lot of stress. So I'm like, less is more in this area. And so when you do bridal appointments, how long do those typically last? Like the first initial appointment? Because I am by appointment only and because I'm custom, I don't normally put a time frame on my appointments. However, usually about two hours okay. is what, what it takes. I have done it in way less and I've done it to where it takes a half a day. I've done it before when it's taken a whole day. And I've done it before when I'm like, okay, we all need to have a break and we're going to go to lunch and come back. I don't overload myself. I love to be personable, and I love to give each and every one of my brides the time and attention. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about dress sizing and wedding. Okay. Dress sizing, like when I first meet with brides and I try to kind of give them a heads up, if they don't already know that wedding dress sizing is very different than street sizing, everyday sizing. So will you share a little bit about that as a whole as wedding industry or bridal industry and then here at Renee's? Absolutely. I thank you for that because the bridal industry has not come up to date with the current sizing. Uh, I'll have girls say, oh, I'm a medium or I'm a 10 and they get in here. And because I remember, I keep my patterns on the same bridal national, the standard that all the patterns are, and they're disheartened when they have to try on a size 12 or whatever. However, I decided a long time ago to eliminate that here in my store. If you were to look at any of my dresses, there would be one size in them. And I um, I never ask size. as I tell everybody it's against my religion. And they'll be like, how did you know what size I, I wore? And I'm like, listen, I have been studying this craft for so long. If I don't know what size you are, then I'm no, I'm not good at. Don't give me your money. And if you have to know what size, this is my job to know. But we never talk about size. And I'll tell my girls, no, 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 no. And I never put a size in my dresses. Uh, in a day where a number defines someone so much, it's bothersome. However, for my brides that aren't shopping with me, that shop somewhere else, brace yourself not to look at the number. And not to let that define you or make you feel either way about the dress. I just think that a long time ago, I was just like, I'm, I'm tired of the size thing. But I can look at each one of my dresses and tell you what size they are just by looking. So, no, we don't do sizes here at Renee's. Okay. So, let's talk about some fun things when it yeah. comes to custom dresses. Yeah. So, I'm not married or anywhere close to that. But I have always had my heart set on having a black wedding gown. <gasps> Girl. And I thought no one was ever going to think of that. And now everybody is in a black wedding gown. Yes, um, they are. Not completely mad about that because I love them. Yes. Um, and we actually featured one of yours in the last uh, Bridal Bliss magazine because I loved it so much. I saw it on Instagram and I was like, I need that girl in this magazine because I love this black dress. Was it she the um, best? Yes. And then we had another one of your black dresses in yes. there several years ago yes. from the castle. At the castle. Yes. Um, the big old sleeves, the widow's yes. sleeves. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I know um, you did like a teal color for Courtney. Mm -hmm. 
I know that you've done several blush. We had a blush one in there from yes. you. Red, um, hot. I have not seen red. Okay. okay. Yeah. I've seen um, maybe like a North Carolina-ish blue. It wasn't yes. like a Kentucky yes. blue. Yes, you have. Yes, um, yes. With the dog. Yeah. You've been on my Instagram. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to think. Those are the main colors coming to yeah. mind. Obviously, your white, your ivory, your champagne. Of course. of course. What other colors are you seeing? Well, you just named them all. Uh, but I will tell you now, I have, I'm about to cut this dress. I haven't cut this dress yet. But now what we're seeing in bridal is like flowers with color on them. Oh. Like the lace with flower. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So that is something that's interesting that's coming to bridal. And I have one that I'm working on, but it's not ready to be seen yet. But yes, yeah, so stay tuned. But uh, blue is is a color that I'm seeing a lot of requests for. And uh, that is another reason why a lot of people come to me is because maybe the manufacturers or the stores that they're looking at might have a black gown or they may have something like that, but they're not having other colors like honestly right now i have a teal blue that i could go pull for you and say look here's the teal blue that we're working on and again i think customizing it to that bride is so important is what has caused me to truly fall in love with my job because i get to make someone's dreams really really because other designers just aren't doing you just can't find it so can you do any color? Any color. Okay. Any color of the rainbow. Okay. Any and color. So would a purple dress be more expensive than a white dress? Okay. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's it's satin. Okay. It's satin or chiffon or yeah. No. What other than like the different color dresses, what other trends are you seeing for this year and next year? Feathers. Flowers. 3D flowers are huge and Okay. For a long time. 3D flowers have been uh, huge. And uh, yeah, I I really, and there's, and of course the illusion, the illusion legs, you know, we used to, we had the illusion neckline for the long, longest. And now we're having like where it's a skirt, the lining's a skirt. And then you see the legs, a transparency there. I'm just telling you in bridal, it's all out there. I mean, it's whatever you want. Have you done any pantsuits? No. I get asked, and thank you for bringing that up. It's not me. It's not, you don't need me for, so just like if you showed me a picture of a dress that I felt like, in all honesty, that you could probably, another bridal store could serve you better, I would tell you, can I do this? Absolutely. But am I the best venue for you on this? No. That's how I feel about pantsuits. I don't feel like that's where my talent lies. And it's just not something that I enjoy. I mean, I have on pants today. But I love the dress. And I think <laughs> it's important for you to know that and to know that that's not your your specialty. Yes, so. yes, yes. And you know, I don't know if you, have you ever heard a bride say, not that here, but in general, I went for my bridal appointment and I hated it. It was the worst experience ever. Want me to tell you why? They didn't do their research. Every bridal store has the personality of the owner or has a personality or has a thread running right straight through the middle of it. And maybe, you know, I'm, I would be the first to say, 
that's not what I, you know, because if you come here looking for that, you're going to be very disappointed because you came all the way to Mount Sterling and I got you in or I hooked you in on a hook just to get you here, hoping to change your mind. That's just not who. So uh, I, I think that knowing who has what and what their personality is and what they love and what their fashion thumbprint is, is a good, a good way to know where you need to go shop. I've really, I personally love the look of pantsuits. I can't pull them off because I'm short yes. and I'm not yes. slender enough to be super cute in them. But I'm loving how the brides are changing into them when they're leaving at Absolutely. the end of the night um, for their sparkler exit. I love it. Uh, the pictures I've seen have been fantastic. Yes. So. I love the look also. And it's a new trend that's g- going out. And, you know, they're even like changing into sometimes at the reception earlier before just leaving and they're having wonderful pictures. Yes. And it's gorgeous. It's just they don't for that. Absolutely. So you have also been on TV a few times. Just a few. Over maybe the last, <laughs> what, five, six, seven years? Yeah, about so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your experience yes. and the shows that you've been on. Um, yes. Do you have any upcoming ones? Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. You know, I... I am so grateful for the families that put me on national television. And uh, that is, of course, the 19 Kids and Counting. Then the Counting and turned into Counting On. Then their friend's show, Bringing Up Bates. What a learning experience, everything that was. And it truly made me a better designer and to stretch me in a time frame. I don't think I could have ever turned a dress around as quickly as what I do now because when you're working with the TV schedule, it is, hey, are you interested in doing this? And if you say yes, and then they're like, okay, we're going to be there in two weeks or we're coming next Thursday. And uh, it's just been fun. And uh, to have the store, 15 cameramen and the buzz and then them you know, the thrill of them micing you up. It's a high that you don't realize. And then it's like, okay, if I mess up, the whole world's going to know. There's also the side of the pressure of, okay, if I mess up, oh my goodness, everybody's going to know about it. So, um, no, I I don't have any on the works at this time and point. I had one last October. It was lots of fun. And um, yeah. So, yeah. like, when they come in here, do you do, like, get your hair and makeup done before you, like, <laughs> record? Or do you just, like, hope for the best? Well, usually I'm cleaning. I'm sewing at 3 o'clock in the morning before they come in. And that's the non-glamorous. Uh-huh. Thing. Yes. I'm a nervous wreck. I haven't slept. I'm trying to hide that fever blister that I grew because the stress. the stress. And uh, But then they get here, and they're so gracious. The uh, families that I have personally worked with are so gracious to me and, and are just, they believe in me. And so they take that fear away. The first hug of the day is, but you know, what you see on the TV is what you truly get. And I tell everybody, the families that I've worked with are kinder and sweeter. You see them on TV and they have a wonderful TV presence, but they're even kinder to me, even off the TV presence. That's and, amazing. You and, don't hear that often, I don't feel like. so. And, and it is, and, and I'm not just saying that to toot their horn. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And, 
you know, Ginger Duggar is, was my first TV bride. And I'm going to try not to cry. But the day I filmed with her, my oldest son was there and such a special memory for me. I remember thinking, what if I said yes to? I mean, they had camera. I mean, this was something I was not used to. I mean, I, I had never done anything like this. And then, and then I just remember Ginger looking over to me and saying, this is amazing. And I, Ginger says this phrase all the time. And when something good happens, I will repeat it and I'll be like, God was so kind or God is so kind. And Ginger would say, God is so kind to have sent you my way to make my dreams, uh, my dream dress. And uh, no, just great people. Just the greatest, sweetest, kindest people to me. They've been kind. That's amazing. So if a bride in central Kentucky or anywhere like California is interested in working with you, tell us, just kind of walk us through the process from beginning to end. I love to talk to my brides. My brides live in a different era than I am. They love to text and inbox. Yes, that is absolutely true. (laughs) And I understand that. So usually they'll reach out either by messenger or text. I have my personal cell phone. My brides have my personal cell phone number. I'm available for them whenever they need me. And we'll just start talking. Hey, I want to know what the process is like. And I'll say, okay, when's your wedding? Let me check to see if I even have the availability. And then I'll just say, send me pictures. Show me me some pictures. They'll send me some pictures. And then uh, we'll start talking price so that they're not shocked. Mm -hmm. I don't want any surprises when they walk in the door. I tell people all the time, I have a 99% closing rate. And I believe the reason why my closing rate is so high is because I know who's walking in that door and if I'm good for them and vice versa. Then we'll start talking pictures. We'll we'll talk three or four times before they ever walk in my door. We'll message each other. I'll find out when their wedding date is, who they're bringing, how far they're traveling. If they're traveling far, we try to take them to dinner. But then they'll come in. We'll spend time with them. I'll have dresses already pulled for them that fit their aesthetics of the pictures that they've sent me and that that is in the budget that they've given. And so many rights make a right, you know what I mean? And then we start the process and then they usually will, if they say yes, we fill out all the paperwork. Everything's paid in full on that first visit. Sometimes that surprises people, but um, it keeps the process going. And then four to six months, depending on when the wedding date is, they come back. The dress is 95% completed at that time and point. And then it only takes three more appointments after that. And then they can take their dress home. And after that first appointment, I schedule a week out per each time. So in other words, once they come in for that dress appointment and we're ready, they come, if they come in on Thursday, then they come in the next Thursday. Then they come in the next Thursday till we're done. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Then then we're done. So when they leave with it, it is steamed and ready for them to walk down the aisle. Walk in. down the aisle. Okay. Walk down the aisle. Um, one of the other last things I had on my list is a bustle. Love me a bustle. Yes. Let's talk about bustling and how you teach maybe mom or bridesmaid or somebody and what you recommend that um, other brides do to teach their crew to 
to be able to put that together and even what it is. Yes, a bustle is what holds the gown up so the bride can be mobile and dance the night away after the ceremony. Now, I also say, because a bustle can be put up and let down throughout the day, if she's out for pictures or if she's moving around in the bridal suite, she doesn't want 15 people stepping on her train, it can go up before the wedding too. I tell them, you don't have to just use this after the ceremony, but if you're running around before pictures or whatever, know you can put your bustle up. And most gowns take three, some take six, and some take eight. But it's usually a button that's added to the back of the dress, and it's not noticeable. People are like, I didn't even know I was there. And, and, and then it's a loop put on by thread midway down, and it goes up and down. Bustles are so important. Sometimes a bride will be in between knowing if she wants one or not. And I always say to my bride, it is better to have it than to wish you it. So go ahead and take the step to have a bustle. So, so important. There's two different kinds of bustles to keep it simple. An American bustle, which goes up on the outside of the dress, and a French bustle, which is exactly what you think. It goes up underneath the dress and makes it look like a French couture dress. Yeah. So I will say from my experience as being a full-service wedding planner whenever I first started in the wedding industry, I'm 100% team bustle. Um, because Me I've seen too. the brides carrying their trains and their dress on their arms. I've seen the grooms carrying it. Um, I know when I first started, a lot of it, it was tying stuff. It wasn't so much as buttons. And so you really couldn't put it up and let it down as much as you can now. Right. But I am 100% team bustle for a million reasons. You're going to be so much more comfortable on the dance floor. You're going to be able to dance and just interact, right. move through your reception so Absolutely. much easier. Absolutely. So, and let me tell you, ask about how to show your team the day yes. of how to do them. Because a bustle is only as good as if you know how to use Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And yes. if they didn't come to your alterations appointment or your last appointment. So I usually will have whoever comes with my bride video me bustling and explaining, you know, step one, step two, step three. Always start in the middle. Pull that up. Have someone help you find the other one to be one step ahead of you. When you're bustling, you're trying. Yeah. So I have one last question. You don't know what this is going to be, I don't think. Okay, um, I don't. <laughs> so I just kind of need to know what your most expensive custom gown is that has ever gone out of the doors. Mm, okay. I shy away from that question, but I'll answer it. Uh, because sometimes I think if you hear a number, then you think, oh my goodness, I can't afford her. And you know, so many brides think that already. And that's not the case. But let me let you know that the gown represented. Okay. Okay. The gown truly, truly represented it. And 15000 Okay. Okay. Were you thinking more? I don't really know what I knew to think. But I feel like if you walk into some of the, like, a traditional bridal boutique. Oh, absolutely. They have dresses that are 8 to 10 to 12 in there. Absolutely. In Lexington, Cincinnati, Louisville. Yeah. So that's not well. Good, you know, I, crazy. I, I guess no. It's I tell everyone the gown represents the price, and honestly, to be on to be totally transparent with you, sometimes not necessarily that's the case. It's usually a little under that because I promise you, if this gown would have been made by someone that 
represents a New York base, it would have been every bit of twenty to twenty five thousand. Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah, fifteen. Well, Renee, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me today. I love your love for all things weddings and bridals, gowns. It just, you ooze everything about it. So you just love it so much. And that kind of just trickles down and makes me happy and makes me excited to be here. So if a bride is interested in working with you or talking with you further, how does she get into contact with you? Uh, Well, she can find my Facebook, Renee's Bridal Kentucky are my Instagram and my information's there. And we just welcome them to send us a message and uh, a message on Facebook or text me or call me, pick up the phone, call me. I love to talk to my brides. I mean, I don't know that they're going to do that, but they will text <laughs> you for sure. <laughs> you know, I, that is true. You know, a lot of times when the bride does call or the mom or the grandmother or, or whoever is the contact person in the beginning, they always will call and I'll answer the phone. Hello, this is Renee. They're like, Renee, this, this is really Renee. So I really do answer my own phone and, and I love that. But Sarah, um, thank you. I've always admired and respected you and thank you for having me, uh, share my love for bridal and the wedding gown today. So I have one last question. I love it. Sorry, I just have so many questions. Oh, yes. Yes. That's great. So you mentioned mom calls a lot of times or grandmother calls. Absolutely. Who do you traditionally see paying for the wedding dress? Wow. It's it's different. But I do see mom. And as much as I see a mom mom and dad, I see the professional bride today. That's what I, yeah. I was going to ask if there was a difference in the age range and brides. Absolutely. On who pays. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, because brides are more established today, I do see the lot. And, of course, I, this one gets my heart all the time. Dads, I love it when dads, like they call dad and they FaceTime dad. That, that's always a special moment here. I've got to tell you, not that, not that the grooms come. Uh, not that I'm opposed to that. I have a different philosophy than a lot of people do with the groom. Okay. But, um, when the bride calls the groom and the groom's buying her dress for her, it just touches, it squeezes my heart and makes a tear come out my eye. Wow. (laughs) Yes. 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 Matter of fact, we were eating at a restaurant the other night and he said, uh, our waitress, a waiter came up and said, Ma'am, 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 I'm so old. Ma'am, ma'am, I ask you a question. I said, sure. He said, are you Renee? Are you Miss Renee? And I said, I sure am. And he said, my fiance, and he said her name. And he said, I'm the one that she called. And I was giving you the number to the credit card. And I'm like, oh, how precious, you know. And uh, so anyway, uh, that always touches my heart. because. It's, it's, it just shows that they're starting out together. They're, they're starting out a life together, and that's what it's all I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast with Renee's Bridal based in Mount Sterling, Kentucky. To see some of her beautiful dresses, follow her on Instagram, like her page on Facebook, or pick up a copy of a Bridal Bliss magazine. For more information about Simply Love Studio or to schedule your wedding consultation, go to simplylovestudio.com.